Welcome back to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. These are bonus episodes that did not fit into Season 6, which was a countdown to JV Connect. We hit JV Connect, and we still had some great interviews to share with you. But don't worry, you haven't missed JV Connect. It's a quarterly event. You can learn more about it by sticking around to the end of this episode. We'll tell you all about it. But right now, check out this next awesome interview with one of the awesome people that the Guy Who Knows a Guy knows and is going to introduce to you now. Welcome once again to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy himself. And today I have with me network marketing maverick and visionary entrepreneur, Robert Butwin. Descended from a lineage of successful entrepreneurs and self-made millionaires, Robert Butwin's journey is a testament to breaking the mold. Early, he decided to step away from the conventional country club smart business practices ingrained in his upbringing, instead choosing the path of network marketing for its personal fulfillment and financial stability. Robert began his network marketing endeavor part-time 39 years ago. Quickly grasping its immense potential, he transitioned to a full-time network marketer, a role he's embraced since September 7th, 1990. This shift marked the beginning of a career in which he became psychologically unemployable, finding his true calling outside the traditional job market. And I'm very excited to have him here because Robert's probably forgotten more about network than I'll ever know. So welcome to the show, Robert. Hey, Michael, it's a pleasure to meet you. And, you know, it's serendipitous because actually we met networking. Yep. And over a period of time, we continually seem to show up in the similar places and develop a relationship from there. Absolutely. Yeah. The number of times someone said to me, do you know Robert Butwin? You should talk to him. Like, yeah, I, I know Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Yep. So definitely great to have you on here. And uh, you know, as I was telling you before we got started, this is the first season where I'm really focusing on sharing networking knowledge and teaching networking through the podcast, which is weird because the first five were more showing off like, look at all these cool people I know. And now we're really focused on sharing the knowledge so other people can do what I did and meet cool people like you. So Let's just, let's kick it off with just a quick piece of advice. I always get a quick win for someone out there who's like, I've heard about networking, but it hasn't worked for me. I've gone to events. I drink the wine, I eat the cheese, but nothing really happens. For someone who hasn't found the the power of networking, what would your advice be to them to really get the value that we've gotten from it? A couple of things. First of all, you're probably closer to becoming a master at it than you know and going back to and I remember the cartoon of this frog that he was halfway down the stork's throat and on the capsule was never 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 give up yes. because one, one of the things I can tell you is that your net worth is a direct relationship to the value of your network so mm -hmm. again you're closer than you probably know and don't give up okay all right and so do you think it might be like where people are networking or how they are? Or like when you encounter people who, I assume you sometimes have people say, yeah, networking doesn't work for me. Well, what do you find is holding people back from, from uh, getting out of the, the bird's throat? Well, first of all, I think it's a combination of different things. An expression I learned in Asia, same, same, but different. There's similarities and differences from every human being. It could be your belief system. It could be what you're doing, or it could be where you're doing. The key is knowing where and how to do it. I mean, some of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they're networking is number one, they're not branding themselves. Mm. Quite often they're branding, you know, whatever they're representing, not themselves. Second biggest mistakes is they're too focused on transactions. Now, 
obviously we all are looking to create transactions but the reality is you want to focus on collaborations the key is almost everybody today is looking for visibility credibility and connectivity hmm and so talk a bit more about brand. So, so I, I don't understand what you mean. The people are we're doing wrong. They're like, hi, I'm I'm Michael with Remax, or you know, I'm Joe with New York Life. And so they're not talking about who they are and establishing themselves as the brand. But what's the solution to that? How do they brand themselves? Well, actually, I'm going. You know, I'm going to borrow something that I heard you say that you heard somebody else say. The seven magic words, and it you know how. Da, 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 whatever it is, mm-hmm. what I do is. Mm, yep, yep. You know, the, the, problem yeah. Yeah, the problem you're solving. But that's just one example. I mean, quite often, and I'm very pro MLM, but there's mm-hmm. many different times I see people get on and they're talking about their MLM. That's just an example, or their real estate or whatever it is. You are the brand and what you do, what you want to be doing is branding, you know, who, you know, what you can help other people solve. Mm, yes. No, I, I definitely know what you're saying. I've certainly seen people who get up and they say, you know, we have a product that that does this and has a billion dollars. And I'm looking at like, you don't have that product. You might represent that product, but I'm pretty sure you don't have a billion dollar company. Um, and it, yeah, it comes across very disingenuous, or not disingenuous, but out of alignment. You're, the, 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 the words and the music aren't matching when people are talking about the company as if it's them. Right. I mean, Nobody really wants to be pitched unless you really understand who that other person is. The only thing, as far as what I look at when I network, I'm trying to pitch them of why they want to get to know me better, Mm. why they want to do the one-on-one. The magic really happens when you have the one-on-one. And then we can talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, you don't want to be pitching. I mean, if, you know, if if all you're coming across as pitching somebody, resistance level goes up. Yes, absolutely. And actually, let's talk about MLMs for a moment, because I'm sure, you know, some people have had had good experience with them and they understand the power of them and the power of the system. But other people have not maybe have such a, a positive experience. And so share a little bit about for people who have who have may have a negative impression of MLMs. What is it that makes them so, so good and powerful and what makes you such a fan? Well, Unfortunately, quite often, you know, the, the biggest assets, the biggest liability in MLM, which is the ease of entry. It's very easy for somebody to get involved for very little dollars and make a lot of money. But it also brings a lot of the wrong element, people that really haven't embraced it. I've said for many years on stage, if people really understood this business model, especially where it is today, compared to where it was when I started 30 some years ago, everybody would be involved with it for a variety of different reasons. The Mm -hmm. biggest reason why somebody might not be involved in it is because they've got the misperception thing. They think it's about selling products. They think the fact is if I get you involved in an MLM, you're working for me. Actually, the antithesis of that that is true. Mm -hmm. If I get you involved in a particular company, I'm working for you because really what you're looking for is, from that other person is their time, energy, and effort, their resources. And the only yep. way they're going to continually stay involved is if they can see some wins. So again, if you know it's getting clarity about what that is. And today, most MLM companies are really what I call a hybrid. They're a cross between a affiliate with a leveraged backend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's something I, I always appreciate because my, you know, I have, I have a, an audience, an email list, resource letter. 
And I've encountered a number of companies that are MLM structured. And I said, oh, I like what you do. I'd be happy to show it to my audience. And they're like, great, you got to come to this training and do this and wear a hat and drink the Kool-Aid. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I will send emails sending people to you to talk to. Oh, we don't do things that way. I'm like, cool, guess I'm not promoting you. That, that's why I, you know, I recently discovered The Great Discovery. And, and I like them because because they're actually set up that I can use my, you know, because I like what they're doing. I like their philosophy. I can take what they're doing and say, hey, come to this info session. This guy will be here to explain it for you. I don't need to explain it. I don't have to go learn everything. I can bring what I have and then marry it to what they have and create value for everyone instead of everyone having to, you know, wear the robes to drink the Kool-Aid as they do at some. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, and again, one of the guys I've met through networking, Jim Feldman, his website is Shift Happens. But sometimes all you need to do is shift how people look at it because, you know, today they've got systems in, pro, I mean, in place. So all you have to do is plug people into the system yep. and they don't have to go through the training or your upline can handle that for you or whatever. But sometimes a small difference in how you think or look at something will make the biggest difference as it relates to networking and everything else you do in life. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's a huge thing. So, so you're you going to, you said you're going to talk about uh, one-on-ones a little bit. So let's talk about that. Cause you know, you meet people and that's, that's where the action happens. You meet someone at an event, you say, let's follow up. And then what? You know, the biggest thing, and there's, I love acronyms, which I think, you know, and I love the acronym USC. And that's not the college in Southern California, but it's understanding who the other person is. Now, if the other person asks you what you do, keep it short, sweet, and simple. So if somebody asks me what I do, I say I'm an elite networker and a strategist, and then I flip it back on them. I'd like to find out more about what you do, because if I understand what they do, what they're doing to expand their network and understand what's going on in their world, you know, and I mentioned you know, for example, Jim Feldman. And when I originally met Jim, I said, I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. And he says, ah, I made my whole living within the box thinking as that relates to networking. You know, it's, you know, I use what he calls 3D thinking, understand the depth of the other person's problem, which is going back to understanding, understand the distance to the solution as it relates to what they're doing. So if you're in the, the last D is the determination of them to solve their problem. So when I'm talking with somebody, I want to understand really what's going on in their world. And then my next part of that, S, is figure out how I can be of service or value. For example, when you and I first met, I've got this vault of information that I normally mm -hmm. sell for a lot of money, but I gave it to you at no cost. Yep. Because one of the things about networking, it's like opening a bank account. You need to make deposits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can make a withdrawal. So I'm focused on being of service. If the person's looking to get more visibility, I've got a whole list just like you do of different people that might have podcasts or resources where I can guide them, guide them to. I've got a list of 60 different networking events in the vault. So I'm trying to focus on what I can do that will help them as it relates to what they're doing. Yep. And then I want to focus on the C, which is you know, have clarity of communication, focus on connecting from a human to human and think about collaboration. You know, it's like if I can guide somebody to somebody that would be the right connection for them, that's another way to increase your know, like, and trust, which is a common thing that everybody talks about. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's a few things that I, I really like people can can learn from. It, first, of all, I, I believe before we met, I had seen your event list. I, I can't remember who, I think it may have been Frank Egan who who uh, recommended it. But he said, yeah, if you're looking for, this is when I was just getting into the online space. He said, there's this guy, Robert Butwin, he's got a list of a zillion events. And and I think he actually may have sent me the PDF. He's, he's like, I've got this PDF from Robert Butwin. You know, check this out. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. This guy must know his stuff. I should probably meet him at some point. So I knew you before I met you because you'd created this high leverage asset. Because, you know, sending a PDF out, that doesn't cost you anything. It probably took you a lot of time and energy to build it. But once you had it, sending it out didn't take a lot. That's very high leverage. And then when we met, giving me access to the vault, very high leverage. You already have the vault. And so sharing that, it, it creates that power. But I, what I really liked was that idea of keeping your, your intro short and then turning around and saying, but I really want to learn about you. Because that's, that, that's a great, I, the, the term gets a bad name, but yeah, you know, it's a great power play, you know. Confident people say that. Not confident people like, oh, let me tell you everything. I do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Blah 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 blah. Confident people are like, oh, I'm I do this and this. But tell me more about you. I don't need to share who I am. I want to learn about you and help you. And the person you're talking to then says, wow, wow, this guy's willing to help me, and he must be really established because he can explain himself in four words. And it's just, it's so powerful. The more you need to talk about yourself, the smaller it makes you look. Exactly. So, you know, again, I want to focus on giving something that's going to help the other person, whatever it is, a connection, a resource, my wisdom, insight from my, you know, 30 some years of experience, because I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly as entrepreneurs is or in network marketing, either way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing it wrong. So when you're networking, the question you want to ask yourself is my net working when I'm networking? Mm. Oh, if you realize, are you, you know, what are your numbers? Are you, you know, it's like, how many networking events do you go to in a month? I know my numbers. How many one-on-ones are you actually having with people? You know, what are your IPAs, your income producing activities? And that is about developing and creating the right relationships. There's an art as it relates to what you're doing, how you attract the right people into your net, you know, as far as collaborations or people that have a potential of doing business someday, how you retain the right relationship. And the T is the transformation that they're going to have because of the relationship that they're going to have with you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really good. And a lot of that starts with clarity on what is your business? Who's your target audience? Who do you serve? How do you serve them? Which is, Certainly something I know well that you can meet lots and lots of people and not make any money from it if you don't have that clarity. Um, and if people are saying, yeah, you're great. How can I help you? What do you need? Who do I refer you to? Which there have been times in my career when a lot of people ask me that question. And my answer was, I don't know. So definitely having the answer to who do you need to meet? Where? What is your income? You know, What are your income producing activities? Where does your revenue come from is, is crucial. You know, the key as it relates to people I'm looking to meet is very simple. People that are serious and committed about taking what they're doing to the next level. Because every time I have a communication with whoever I have a communication with, I go into that communication with the knowing, the knowingness of the fact that there'll be something that I'm going to say to them as I understand them and I focus on what I can do to be of value to them. Mm -hmm. Yep. So tell me more about how you got into the 
uh, network marketing space. So, you know, what, what made you decide to go full time and, and how were you doing it differently than, than the thousands of people every day who get in and then get back out because it doesn't work for them? Well, before I do it, I want to talk about how I got involved in networking and then I'll get into network marketing. Even better. Let's go all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. And, you know, it was back in 1983. And I always loved to meet people because I understand the value of relationships. Mm -hmm. There was a guy that was a 70-year acquaintance of my mom, Harvey McKay. And Harvey wrote the book, Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. But before he wrote that book, and I look at him as the godfather in networking. Back in 1983, coming out of Minnesota, the Minnesota Gophers had a very bad football team. They had won one game and lost all the rest. They were outscored by their opponents by three to one. And through his ability in networking, he brought Lou Holtz in to coach the Minnesota Gophers, who at the time was a pristine coach. And he, within two years, the Gophers were ultimately in the bowl games. Hmm. Now, Harvey, who just turned 90 last year, he brought like 300 of his closest friends to have a birthday party and he did it up first class. He did the same thing at 80 years. So I sort of modeled myself after Harvey McKay. I realized that, you know, if he could do it and he was my model, I could become an elite networker. So anyhow, that was, that's why I started looking at networking. Now, as far as how I got in network marketing is a little sister in a fraternity that I graduated many years before came to me telling me, ultimately how much money this fraternity brother of ours was making that attracted me to the profession now at the point i didn't know what i didn't know i dove in head first and within the first six months i created more debt than anybody you know that i would like to uh, talk about but i you know i had to learn about reframing and as far as about reframing because one of the things i learned early on is if we're in action whatever actions we're doing, we're going to have different experiences. You know, I love the definition of experience. Experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. So I had to reframe what happened. So I sat back and I said, if I'm going to run a franchise, what would it cost me? If I were, you know, I grew up from ultimately, you know, as you mentioned in my introduction, a very wealth, you know, a quality family, you know, a lot of millionaires around me. So I sat back and I said, you know, this is going to serve me. So I realized I was not going to quit. I was going to be able to master it because I wanted to get away from our family business. In our family business, there was too much family and the family business was my family. And I wanted to I wanted to have the freedom that I saw in network marketing. That was how I started. Now, to me, where it's come to is I want to live a life of meaning based on helping other people. And that's the beauty of network marketing because it's based on a geometric progression. The numbers will always work. People don't. But with systems in place and with technology evolving to where it is today, you're able to plug people in. And the only way you make money is helping other people make money. Hmm. Okay. And and so it's a matter of reframing, figuring out that you need to look at this like a business and not just, which it, I think it's a story a lot of people have is because partly because they're sold this, you know, oh yeah, just talk to a few friends, you'll make a bunch of money. And and you know, if you, if you think of it compared to a McDonald's franchise or a 7-Eleven franchise, cheapest franchise you're ever going to buy, but you've got to do the work because you don't have, it's not just build a McDonald's, hire some staff and sell some cheeseburgers. You actually need to get out there and, and really follow the playbook they're giving you. Yeah. The, the real work is working on yourself. When I started off, you know, I came across a cassette tape series by Wayne Dyer and it was called No Limit Person. And 
as I'm listening to it, I came to the realization that the limits that existed, I was responsible for them being there. Mm. You take responsibility for what is, you can take it for what will be. But most people are in a state of denial. And I love the acronym of denial, which is don't even notice I am lying. So I took responsibility for the things I wanted and I focused on personal growth and development. So the key in everything is continually improving your skill set so that you can create the results and take responsibility for the kind of life that you want. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've often heard said that entrepreneurship is just applied self-improvement. Yeah. Cause yeah, if, if you got a job and you, and you got issues, well, you know, you still probably get paid to still probably get along. You got on, you got a business, you got issues. They are all right there gumming up your engine and, and front and center in every relationship you have. So yeah, there's a lot to that. And then I, yeah, I like that, that denial expression because a lot of people don't realize that they are, they are lying to themselves or holding themselves back. Well, mo most people settle. They trade time for money. They're working on somebody else's dream. Yep. What you want to do is you want to, you know, first of all, realize that you can create the kind of life that's of meaning and that you can create anything that you really want once you start seeing and thinking differently. So, but most people settle and, and they just trade time for money. Yep. That makes sense. So in network marketing, do, do you recommend that people work with, Yeah, you know, I guess, yeah. How, how would you recommend they get into it? Do they find one company they really like? They find the best financial opportunity. They find a product they like. They work with multiple companies. Well, for the most part, I don't believe in working multiple companies. If you're going to work multiple companies, no more than two. Okay. And, you know, but they've, obviously you've got to believe in what you're doing. You know, if you, because that's going to show through if if you're incongruent with what you're saying and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I look at network marketing as like putting together a puzzle, meaning there's multiple different pieces, the right support system, the right product that you really believe in, the right system that you can plug people into. Because one of the things I talked about in my book, you want to create interdependent, not codependent relationships. Okay. Today, today, it's a lot easier because when I started off in network marketing, I talked to you, or I mentioned about the Wayne Dyer cassette tape series. Over a period of time, I probably spent $100,000 in self-improvement from the cassettes I bought, the CDs I bought, the books I read, and the seminars. Today, if you know where to look for that kind of stuff, you can find it almost all for nothing yeah. or very little cost. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, I think that, that idea of you have to love the product is key because yeah. there's... There's so many MLM companies, I don't know how many there are, probably thousands, and lots of them have great have a great product or a great product. But uh, so I think sometimes people see the opportunity of MLMs and they attach it to that one company and say, well, I don't really love, uh, you know, hair accessories, but the opportunity is great. So I'm going to do it. Not realizing they could also do that with anything from online training to nutritional supplements to knives to clothes yeah. to whatever there's plenty of companies that have that model but you really did you're right that, that that incongruity if you're you know if i'm going out trying to sell skincare products people are going to feel like you don't really care about skincare products do you yeah you know first of all i believe in multiple streams of income and i've got an acronym for that which is clap c-l-a-p it's your coaching consulting business your leveraged resource for example if you've got a product and you've got affiliates representing that product that's an example of a leverage resource. Hmm. MLM is another example of a leverage resource. A is your affiliate income. 
and P is your passive income. And that's anything that's having your assets work for your assets. As far as in, in a couple of different examples, that I put in that category. I love sports memorabilia. So I've made some money there back when the stock market was 3000. I was investing in the stock market. Real estate's another example. Gold and silver is another example. You know, cryptocurrency is another example. I'm not happy. I'm personally not in cryptocurrency, but there's multiple different ways that you can take yep. advantage of your P and the passive income. Yep. And, and so you talked about, you said leverage, which is uh, which like you have a product being promoted by someone else or MLM versus affiliate. And talk about the difference between those two, two categories. Well, for example, I know based on the things you've got, you know, you've got to leverage resources and the things that you're representing, but part of the leverage resource, and I might not, you know, because I'm not going to be in competition with you, I believe in cooperation, but I might mm -hmm. say, you know, Michael, if I, you know, if you're promoting an event, you've got an affiliate program and I can just send that link because I believe in who you are and what you're doing. And so that's an affiliate. That's one example. Seven figures funding is another example for people that ultimately don't have that. Usually credit card companies have got an affiliate program, which most people don't realize. You know, why do you think the airlines promotes other people's credit cards? Because they're going to make ongoing residual incomes. You know, those are just a few examples uh, of the many affiliate kind of programs that are out there. In fact, okay. Amazon started with an affiliate program and yep. still does have an affiliate program. I've made dozens of cents off that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so some of those Amazon affiliates like one and 2%, but you know, it's, a couple bucks, it's something. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, so so they kind of go together. The, you know, my affiliate income could be your leverage income if I'm promoting your program. Right. So the affiliate is what I'm making, selling someone else, promoting someone else's stuff to my audience, and the leverage is what you're selling to someone else's audience. Yeah, and, and let me jump in for a second because one of the things that I've learned is most people would rather promote something else than try to sell of their own. Mm. And, you know, I. As far back as I can remember, I was told I could sell ice to Eskimos. Now, I've never tried. I believe I could. But let me define selling. What selling really is, is presenting information. Here's the two key words. When appropriate. That allows somebody to make an informed decision. That's all selling is. Once you're clear about really what selling is. Mm -hmm. But see, most people don't do the proper exploration. They haven't done the proper figuring out is this person even interested in what I might have to might be able to offer them? Yeah. 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 The, the one appropriate is key. Yeah. Make sure there's that value. Yeah. And I, I think that that's interesting, especially because I'm so, you know, I'm so immersed in the course creator space and the, the coaching space. And, and it, it probably is very true. That most people would rather sell someone else's stuff than make their own thing and sell it. And for any coaches who are listening some of them might be like, no, no, that, that doesn't sound right because everyone wants me to promote their stuff and doesn't want to promote my stuff, which could be because you're talking to the wrong people. Because if you're all course creators and you're talking to each other, you've all got a course to move. But then there's the other 8 billion people on earth who haven't created a course they're trying to sell. Exactly. And yeah, yeah so... so that should be an interesting area to to explore a little bit more is that idea of of you know if your pool is too small and people are all just like you talk about the value of diversity in networking outside of your circles to finding people who aren't just like you let me give you a perfect example a couple of different people in some of my networking groups are divorce coaches and so 
you know, one of my suggestions, and quite often it's just giving a suggestion, I said, what you might want to do is start doing podcasts of people that have been happily married for X period of time. So that way you can offer that to people that are having relationship challenges, the secrets I've learned from people that have, you know, that have been happily married for over 10, 20, whatever period of time. But again, it's thinking differently. And that's the one thing that Jim Feldman helped me shift my thinking with his th example of 3D thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's a powerful concept, thinking outside, because you know, if you're focused on just people who've gotten divorced, then by the time you're reaching them, so is everyone else. Yep. So when you're talking to people, and you know, again, it opens up a whole different dynamics as it relates to what you're doing. If you're interviewing people as you're a divorce coach that have been happily married, so you're extracting some of the secrets. That's sort of like what you're doing as it relates to networking and the you know you're extracting from other people's wisdom mm -hmm. and are able to help guide people and it's increasing your know like and trust based on if you're either giving away or selling either way it's you know you know it's helping your brand your image yeah yeah that's that's true and I, i'm reminded of i was talking to a, a mortgage i was coaching a, a mortgage broker a loan originator and and i was saying that they should be producing content around credit repair debt consolidation that kind of stuff and they yeah. said, they said, why? People with bad credit can't can't get a mortgage. I'm like, people with bad credit can't get a mortgage today. But if you help them improve their credit, you think they're going to go to someone else when it comes time to take their mortgage out? If you've been working with them, but that, that's that's about the long the long plan too, because it could take two, three, five years. But if they're in it for the long game, then it makes sense to go go after someone who's going to need a mortgage in five years instead of someone who needs a mortgage today, because every mortgage broker is going after that guy. Yeah. And the back end in that scenario is once that person has improved their credit, you help them get the house, guess what they're going to do? They're going to refer many of their friends to you. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's powerful. And even if they're friends who have bad credit, then you hopefully have some kind of systems in place and education in place or partnerships in place that, when they come to you, you'll be like, great, okay, yeah, now go through the system or, or, or there's a course or whatever, and then see you in three years when it's time for you to buy a house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's about thinking thinking long, the long game there. And yes, you mentioned something about you know, learning through networking too, is you meet all these people and, and learn from them. You know, talk a bit about how networking can be an educational tool, how you can learn from the people you meet. You know, I always... I'm looking to learn. I mean, some of the acronyms that I've come up with were things that I got from other people, but everybody that you meet, you know, they, they've got their own life experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of who I am today is because I've learned it from other people or I've learned it through the experiences that I've had. So, I mean, I can't even tell you how many things I've learned from Jim Feldman as one example. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy that I, you know, I love to network with is Maury Zukovich. And anytime somebody's telling me they've got some kind of mental challenge, I refer Maury because I, with his brain entrainment, that's just a, you know, another example, but I'm always learning, you know, and going back to our Better Change podcast every Tuesday night, our whole focus and what we wanted to do was create a community that would be there to serve other people and be of value to other people because what I've realized, my definition of wealth is a direct relationship to the value and service that you bring to the marketplace and the rewards the marketplace will give you back. So what is the marketplace? It's people. 
the more that you can show up to be of service and value. Now, obviously, as you're dealing with people, you have to set your boundaries because otherwise people have the tendency to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you've got to be able to shift it from once you've given enough, if they want to continually get your wisdom, you know, to focus more, you know, segueing into more of a business relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a key thing is the people and, 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 I don't think it's a matter of they're, they're takers or they're greedy. Right? They just don't, you know, they are desperate for this information and they, a lot are in a place of scarcity and they're like, please give me more. I need more, I need more, I need more. And it's okay to say, I'm happy to give you more, but past this line, there's a charge. You know, there is a, that there is a transact, there's a commercial relationship we're going to have beyond that point. Yeah. So it's, but you, you want to be able to provide that value without without having them consume all of your time and all of your energy yeah yeah that is that is key so so we, we've you've covered a lot of different areas from uh mlms how to meet people how to improve yourself through networking how to connect with people uh is there anything i've not yet touched on that you'd like to like to address yeah oh you know oh, i mean there's a couple of different things first of all a couple of, you know some of my favorite sayings a person's character is like a tea bag you never know what's inside of it until it gets into hot water. That's one <laughs> of the things. People will reveal who they are over a period of time. Obviously, I see the greatness in everybody. The second thing is the fact that it doesn't matter where somebody starts in life or where they are now. The key is the direction they're headed and where they choose to end up. So if you're not creating the kind of results that you're looking for when you're networking, you know, hopefully some of the things that I've said today whenever you're listening to them will be a value or either that or continually come back to Michael's podcast, because I know he's going to be interviewing some amazing people and you can, you can take bits and pieces from what other people said and create your own puzzle and develop your own map to create the kind of life that you deserve. I love it. That's, that's all great stuff. So, so a couple of things you mentioned, the better change podcast, how can people find that? If you can take a look at right above my, give me a second, I'll give it. That's the 832. Yep. Do you see it right above 832? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's Zoom 832-7737-4699. Of course, that'll be in the, the show notes as well. And that's, and that's every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central. And awesome. it's Jeff myself. And again, it's a growing community. We're not pitching. We're there to serve people. Okay. And then the, the notes also say you have a complimentary gift that people can text. I text do. For. All they have to do is go to my calendar, which is calendly.com forward slash buttwin and make sure that you put Michael so that I know where you came from because normally I sell this for a lot of money and I will be, you know, it's for normally $495, but I'll give it to you absolutely free as long as you've got Michael's name with my calendar and I'll spend a half an hour with you. Wow. And based on the things we talked about here, understand you know, what you do, what you're doing and focus on what I can do to be of value to you. Great. And of course, if, if you forget how to spell his name, you can just remember his clever catchphrase. Robert, what's your clever catchphrase? When you connect with Robert, you'll do nothing but win. That's B-U-T-W-I-N. I love it. All right. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing everything. And if you're listening, definitely take advantage. Robert has so much knowledge to share and he is so generous um, to a limit. So, so generous with his knowledge and advice and, uh, and resources and definitely a great guy to have in your network. 
and your community. And again, you can go to calendly.com slash butwin, B-U-T-W-I-N, and all the rest uh, of that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you, Michael. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. Be sure to join us at the next JV Connect. Learn all about it at jv-connect.com. You can also get my Five Steps to Profitable Networking course for free right there on that site. Our goal is that in two days, you're going to get over $100,000 of value from the connections you made. And this applies whether you are brand new in business or well-established. So be sure to join us, jv-connect.com. In March, June, September, and December, all the dates and details are right there on the website. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV connect.com December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.